Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be The pains that are withheld from me I realise and I can see UK Tech Weekly Podcast UK Tech Weekly Podcast UK Tech Weekly Podcast Here for you Hello, hello, hello and welcome to this week's plague-afflicted episode of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast The UK's least healthy weekly podcast injected into your brain once a week like mental medicine the uk tech weekly podcast is an infotainment happy pill prescribed by the editors of pc advisor tech world macworld uk and computer world uk every friday we go to the audio doctor checking in with an irate audio receptionist reading last month's audio magazines and lying about our audio alcohol intake in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days I'm David Price, acting editor of Macworld UK, and today I am happy to be joined in illness by Baby Your Love is Bad Medicine, Chris Martin, consumer tech editor at PT Advisor. Hello. Love is a sickness and he's the cure. Scott Carey, <laughs> online editor at Computer World UK. Hello. And ban this sick filth, Charlotte G, editor of Tech World. Hi. This week we are talking slack killers, hack killers, and the ethics of car insurance. The doctor will see you now. Chris Martin, let's yak about Slack. Microsoft is back with a new tack, but it's getting some flack. Is it on the right track or is it just whack? <laughs> Sorry I, about that. Brilliant. I don't know. Brilliant. <laughs> Too much to uh, get my head round. Uh, so there was a Microsoft Office event this week. Um, Another following, event. Following the previous week's uh, Microsoft event, which was all about Windows. Um, but yes, as per the rumours... Um, and suggestions, Microsoft did um, announce a Slack uh, rival, which if you don't know what Slack is, it's basically like um, a messenger kind of service for um, companies to use for their team so that they don't end up just emailing and it getting all complicated. Uh, it's a bit like mess- uh, uh, like a modern businessy MSN messenger yeah. If you're old enough. Yeah. With GIFs. <laughs> With GIFs, yeah. Importantly, yeah. Um, so it's called Microsoft Teams. Um, and so, yeah, they've brought it out as a rival to Slack. Um, 
after potentially they were going to maybe buy Slack at one point, but then mm. didn't. So now they've just made their own. Is Slack too expensive for them now? I don't know. Probably. Mm. I mean, Slack are the big thing now, aren't they? Mm. They got a mention on, um, oh, this is the one I always mention, Silicon Valley. Yeah. One of the characters to demonstrate their lack of foresight said, I passed on Slack. Hmm. That's, uh, they've entered into the uh, lexicon. Uh, nice. um, okay. No, Slack, Slack's the fastest growing enterprise startup of all time. So it's got wow. the the biggest adoption nice. of any enterprise tool of a startup ever. That's amazing. Oh, that's a that's, good fact. That's that's cool. Nice. <laughs> I wish I had that fact. <laughs> I've got some Gift more boring fact. facts. Yeah, go on. About, Give some boring well, facts. It, well, it's out form. now, but it's in beta form. So it's available in 181 countries in 18 languages. Um, but it'll properly launch like um, as a full um, version in Q1 2017. Mm. Um, oh. And it's not free. Uh, well, it's kind of free, but only if you already have Office 365 business or enterprise. Right. So but that isn't because I remember last week we talked about how um, quaint it is that Windows is still a paid for operating system. So in, in this space, that's not such a quaint thing, is it? Because Slack, although we use a free version, is also a paid tool if you want mm. more than the limited functionality. Yeah. So is it free for like small teams the way that Slack is? Um, all I know is that you need to have Office 365 business or enterprise. So That's if kind of you weird. have those, which are start at £7 a month, I think. Um, yeah. If you have those, or either one, then you yeah it, you can use it. Presumably they're betting on companies will have this in place mm. yeah but that's kind of the the anti-slack method where if you've got the scale then you pay for it and if you don't have the scale no yeah. if you've got the scale you don't pay for it yeah you're fine um and if you don't have the scale then which you're is quite clever it. actually quite mm. canny if they're thinking that slack they're giving up the smb yeah i'm trying mm. to use the terminology correctly they're giving up the smb to slack and they're yeah. saying we're going to go for the yeah. scale yeah. yeah and it's microsoft they've got that I mean, are there any, the only thing is that surely quite, if, if you're a sort of big organization, surely the ones that really want that functionality may have already adopted it this in is, some other form. Yeah, this is the problem is like, if like why would they want to use it? Yeah, it's very late to market. Yeah. Um, why would they move from Slack or Yeah, exactly. Else? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll answer your question. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> Glad so you asked. <laughs> it's available on desktop, obviously, um, but also on Android, iOS and Windows phone. I'm pretty sure the Windows phone one it's just there because they kind of <laughs> it's just they, to make up because the they well they they have to oh, don't they? Um, <laughs> and um, the new features it's got that hasn't that you don't get in Slack. Well, it's it's kind of you get the usual things, so you can use gifts, uh, memes, stickers, and emojis. So obviously, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be cool without those. Um, but obviously, the biggest thing is the integration with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and OneNote. So. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to give it large about the the integrations because yeah. that's naturally because it's part of the Office three three six five suite. You, the fact that you can collaborate on documents in a chat interface and you can jump into a Skype video conference to chat about something, or you can um, sort of send documents to each other in an easy way. They're they're going to give it large about that. But the thing is, Slack is integrated with Office three six five for yeah. for basically the entirety of its time, so it has mm. the same functionality. Mm. But yeah. the, the advantage of Slack that they're saying in their blog post, which I'll get to in a second, is that um, they integrate with basically everything, mm. whereas Microsoft are more of a closed shop. Are saying they're more of a closed shop, but I think Microsoft under Nadella aren't a closed shop. Mm. So it's kind of a moot argument, saying like, "Oh, you're great for Microsoft users, but what about all the other stuff that people use, like Google Docs and stuff like that?" Mm. And at the end of the day, Microsoft won't bring this out without it integrating with most things. Yeah. Could they withdraw integration with Slack? 
Is that something they can take away to? They could, but they wouldn't because it wouldn't fit in with their strategy to, of like greater yeah. openness under Nadella. It would look, yeah. it would look very petty, and it would yeah. also It'd be a bit bonkers. Yeah. It would also be mad because there's so many people using Slack and yeah. Office at the moment that you would just alienate a huge swathe of your customers. Yeah. What about threaded conversations? This is one of the features. Yeah. Are we excited about this? What is what is I it? Don't talk, talk me through it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you know, in, well, you know, in Slack, I, I don't mean to jump on your toes here, Chris, but no, um, no, no. I don't th- particularly know what the threaded bit th- means. This, this is a fun- <laughs> <laughs> this is a fundamental issue I have with Slack is that um, in in any single channel, and I suppose you could just say create a separate channel for whatever you want to talk about, but in a in a channel, everything gets jumbled up together, mm. um, mm. and it's not very easy to see individual threads within a thread, you know, strands of conversation yeah. within a thread. So you put stuff up, and then before you know it, there's been another 20, 20 messages afterwards, yeah. somewhat related, and, and you, you don't know who's really... replying to what. Exactly. So they're making yeah. it like email, and that there will be sort or of like Reddit strands. or Facebook. Uh, but yeah. I yeah. can imagine exactly. those get really complicated as well. Mm. I'm sure it will because it'll be but... like having channels within channels mm. almost. <sighs> Because yeah. you end up talking about different things it within a channel. Easier, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it well, might make it easier to see kind of who's responding to what, yeah. which currently can be a bit difficult. In, there is in a fact. reply functionality, but nobody uses it. Oh, right. And when, oh. when people do, it just looks really... Well, no, but I mean, it's it's basically more of a quote than a reply because it oh, doesn't yeah. put it next to what you're replying to. It just oh. reproduces what you're replying Matt to. Always, I don't even know Matt, how to Matt is the only one that does it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I need, I need to learn how to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's just weird. It just looks like quoting. So yeah. I, I'm I'm in favour of anything that makes it more organised, but I don't see why Slack can't just implement it themselves. And they've said they are looking at it as a, as a feature. Yeah. So. One of the interesting things was that um, Slack put, they took out a whole page... Um, Advert, was it in the New York Times? It was in the New York Times. It was yeah. full page ad. Um, and it was like a dear Microsoft letter. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's it's before they'd even announced. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, I, I want to talk about it because <laughs> there's so much to it that like, A, it's like the original form of native advertising, taking yeah. out a full page ad in a yeah. newspaper. B, it must have been the worst kept secret in tech that they were bringing out teams because if you put, took out a full page ad and it didn't happen you would look a complete idiot so you'd have nothing, to be very yeah. confident nothing's a secret anymore exactly let's, mm. let's face it um yeah they they sort of replicated it in a blog post but it's it's very sarcastic and it's very patronizing oh, they basically yes, yeah. give microsoft like three or four pieces of advice on how to build an enterprise collaboration tool oh that's a bit um <laughs> but it's well it's, it's it's the unnecessary it's following the the path that apple did all those years ago when they said welcome to ibm i think it was mm. they said uh, yeah welcome ibm seriously and yeah. then and they did an incredibly condescending <laughs> and the funny thing with that is that um when apple music launched um how do you pronounce it? Rudio. It's just it's just spelled R D I O. Yeah, mm. a little um, because streaming startup. They did the same thing, ex- almost exactly the same phrase, and they said, "Welcome Apple." Seriously, yeah. And gave them advice, and the sad thing is that RDO uh, are now dead. They, yes, they got mm. killed by Apple Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. there is an element of um, we're being condescending, but we are terrified. Oh, they are genuinely yeah. terrified, and they admit yeah. in the in the ad that they are scared. They said, yeah. "If we're being honest, we're a little bit scared." But they said it's greatly validating to see someone like Microsoft enter the market. Oh, they always say that. They always do. <laughs> yeah. I, I said that in an interview once. Yeah. yeah. So somebody said, "How do you feel about we getting all these new rivals?" And I said, "It's great. You need to do the right yeah. thing." Yeah. yeah Actually, I wish they were. Yeah. yeah. No. no. It's, it's, it might be good for. I mean, it's always good to have some competition. I suppose. I mean, is is it? 
It's good for the customer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's really good for them. No, it's good for sort of the ordinary business consumer, I guess. Yeah, and there's two mm-hmm. sides of it. That you could argue that um, new entries to the market means that all boats rise because mm. more people are aware of these products, so more yeah. people take them up but i think with and, yeah but i think with, word of the day with something like this like people are using it anyway so mm. in in fact what all it's doing is crowding the market and i think if i was going to put my neck on the line that you would see a, a sort of quite a heavy slowdown on slack uptake mm. now yeah but that that's not just because of microsoft they're, they're probably mm. plateauing um to a certain extent now because the uptake yeah. has been so fast early on yeah so you might see a twitter-esque slowdown i guess the bigger mm. question is will people move from slack yeah. I, I think if you're a current microsoft user the the dif- the differences in the user experience between a slack and a microsoft teams is so small because microsoft yeah. has just completely mm. replicated yeah. it if you're a current microsoft user and your company Why isn't using you? slack just stay with microsoft yeah. it makes sense it, it's not going to cost you any more money it's all there for you. You just stay there. If you're paying for Slack and Microsoft is free, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. Yes, it's, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. You, you'll you'll have a few people in your organisation who'll like scream and shout about losing Slack. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, they'll get used to it because yeah, yeah. who cares? Like it's you know it's just a messaging tool. Yeah. Well, how about us? Are we going to scream and shout? We we are a Slack shop. I should yeah. say to the listener, this podcast was arranged on Slack. Yeah, it was. We spend a lot of time on Slack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, how about you guys? If 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 Matt came in tomorrow and said we're switching to Teams, I'd be gutted. I'd be gutted. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, but on the other hand, we're not. We, we haven't bought into Microsoft in, no. a, in any particularly no. great way. So well, I haven't. But aren't yeah. most of you are uh, Windowsy, quite office. Yeah, I I use Windows, but I'm not. But kind you of, use Google Docs. Uh, yeah, I use Google Docs. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really kind of. I don't, I'm not. I'm not all in. On, on it would almost make more sense for Google to do. A, yeah, a I was. I was thinking that. Yourself. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe they will. Well, they they that brings me to the next thing, which is um, ignoring these two big fish. What else is there? Facebook Workplace, yeah, yeah. Facebook Workplace, is, is uh, Jive. Um, also, Salesforce has one called Chatter. Yeah, um, but that's very CRM-y, so you would have to be in a CRM-heavy yeah. um, business unit like marketing or sales to find Chatter useful. Whereas something like slack or um microsoft kind of transcends that but also it's it's very document heavy which um Mm. tends to suit creative industries or um people that work with um excel a lot well i hope we don't have to move um (laughs) not least because of our should we tell the listener about the no context channel (laughs) very very briefly yeah yeah (laughs) we have a we have a channel where people that say things that sound a bit lewd gets put out of context. Yeah, I wonder how. I wonder how many yeah. businesses have a no context channel. I wonder <laughs> if you if you have one, please get in touch. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. I want to, I want to hear about. It. Uh, well, Chris has said I have to be brief, so um, let's go around the room. The question for this is: Dream teams or pipe dreams? Charlotte G. Probably, probably dream teams. You think it's probably? Work? I probably probably might. I think it will. Never do bet okay. against Microsoft. Yeah, I think it'll do all right. Scott Carey. This is their third go at this. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Pipe Dreams. That's more like it. Uh, Chris Martin. Uh, pipe Dreams. Yeah. Like it. Uh, well, then that's the end of that. Uh, <laughs> that was very slick, wasn't it? Um, we're going to be back in a moment to talk about what we're talking about next. Hackers. Uh, yes, exactly. See you in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back and strap yourselves in because Scott Carey is going to tell you about governmental cybersecurity policy. <laughs> Scott, it's what's new in the world of cyber 
Well, the funny thing is, is that off the bat, it's not is new. Is it really going to be funny? It's not new. Okay. At all. Great. Um, Even better. <laughs> so Philip Hammond, the Chancellor, um, used a Microsoft event this week to announce the government's new cybersecurity strategy. So it's uh, a governmental approach to stop us getting hacked on a large scale similar to what just happened in the united states um which closed down the internet for most of the east coast um so they've pledged 1.9 billion pounds towards this new strategy over five years but it's not new because george osborne announced this 12 months ago Mm. and pledged that money so that money was already earmarked why are they announcing it again the government does this it's a different chancellor for starters but Yeah. yeah So he wants to take credit for something that his predecessor. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, did. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what 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 is the strategy? So it's got three strands. It's defend. It's very classic governmental here. Um, <laughs> and they all begin with D. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course they do. Defend, deter, develop. Um, we'll start with the most boring. So develop is uh, was George Osborne's big. Um, bugbear is that there's a massive cyber skills gap so there aren't enough people who are good at defending the country against uh cyber attacks or businesses so um they're pledging loads of money to institute institutes uh to schools um and just to try and develop um cyber skills and get people out of their bedrooms hacking um <laughs> and actually doing something always useful. with the bedroom yeah know. well you know hackers hacking hoodies, in your bedroom bedrooms. yeah <laughs> that's the slogan uh defend is really up in the air at the moment but basically mm. it's a pledge to use sort of more advanced technology to try and protect um businesses and government from being hacked um how exactly they'll do that they didn't say good um and then deter is is the really interesting one mm. because um for the first time we had a little chat about it in the office and none of us know of any other government that has used rhetoric like this but philip hammond said that we will retaliate to cyber attacks actually joe biden um this week did this he oh, okay. yeah it was really interesting he he essentially said uh there's there's quite a lot of fear that russia is going to intervene in some way on election day and try and bring down various different systems and he said basically we'll get you back really yeah yeah so, so, he, Hammond, so yeah isn't it always very difficult to trace where hackers it are is from, attribution yeah. is one of the biggest problems yeah so this yeah. is so to tear he said it, it's um a pledge to sort of get better at tracing and retaliating yeah. so um both of those retaliating in the sense of what prosecuting hacking or? back Hacking back. Hacking yep. back so the, oh, this and is on a, on, a, on a national yeah. Yeah. level. Yeah. So prosecuting if it's within our borders and if it's outside of our borders, we will disrupt them back, essentially. Mm. It seems you send nice. them like rude memes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just replace the FSB website with, I don't know. One of our colleagues was really sceptical about this. He said it sounds Would it be like, Tamlin by any chance? It yeah. wasn't, it was Ed. Oh. Um, oh. He was very sceptical. He said it sounds a lot like... Um, basically just puffing our chest out and being like we'll come and get yeah, you but actually we don't have the power to do it or the capability I don't to know. do it yeah. i think I, I think that uh i don't know from what i from what i understand from kind of security experts it is it's quite hard to defend without having some offensive capability as well yeah so you, when well, you're you kind of trying to deter push back on an attack it's quite hard to do that without then moving into shutting down what they're doing mm. so i don't know it's kind of not as clear-cut as Maybe it's well, do we do we have the skills to do that? Aren't the hackers in China or Russia better than our hackers? No, we have GCHQ, and, and GCHQ is is a pretty good organisation. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I think it's it's very hard to say because understandably in this area, yeah. they are generally quite reluctant to reveal exactly what capabilities they do have. But I think yeah. it's fair to say that they're probably all right. <laughs> but, but yeah, Hammer said, um, if we, it was quite interesting. Well done, said, if we do, if we do not have the ability to respond in cyberspace, we'll be left with the impossible choice of turning the other cheek or resorting to a military response. Yeah, that's yeah, mental. This- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything with tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe. I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This, this is <laughs> really worrying. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I think it's the right response to that. I'm watching um, House of Cards at the moment, and it's oh. got to the, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a, a lot of saber rattling going on with Russia. Yeah. And Oh, the guy with the weird face. Yeah. Uh, it's Matt, Matt yeah, Mickelson, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not, it's not. It's, it's anyway. Lars, Lars Mickelson. That's right. Um, and it, it does feel a little bit like this is self-interested. Mm. This is, yeah, like Ed said, puffing his chest out. Yeah. At the, at the potential risk of inflaming international discord. Yeah. And it was funny because he was, Hammond was being very sort of bullshit about it. But mm. then he also a couple of times was like, and I think you all know who we're talking about, but wouldn't outright say Russia right. and China. Yeah, dog whistle oh. politics. Yeah, yeah like they, do, they do that a lot. What I find really intriguing, though, is why, and I've said this before this week, why did he announce it at a Microsoft event? And why did Microsoft have a quote in the government press release? There are so many questions, that, but this weird. is a really good one. Yeah. It's so strange. So basically, Hammond wasn't on the agenda. For, it was future decoded at the Excel, and he wasn't on the agenda until... The night before I get an email from Microsoft, because mm-hmm. I, I attended the event and I got an email from Microsoft saying the headline um, act essentially was Stephen Hawking was doing it, mm. was doing it all. <laughs> and Hawking, um, unfortunately, has pulled out. So he will Too be replaced. Too busy doing that um, Brexit joke at the yes. Pride of Britain Awards. <laughs> yeah. So he will be replaced by a leading government official. 
yet to be named. So then we turn up and they're like, oh, by the way, it's going to be Philip Hammond. Yeah. So at the back end, and then yes. Philip Hammond does a 15 minute, Set. basically, <laughs> announcement of this new, <laughs> this said new uh, strategy. Yeah. So mm. I want to know, like, why that is it's the platform that he's announcing a government it, policy on. It's really weird because the last, I was um, covering government when they announced the last uh, strategy and they got loads of journalists and took them to the cabinet office and, like, briefed them. But that's how but it, it should be It was be done, very, right? very different. Yeah, and they were allowed to ask questions at the end. Mm. Do you think it was um, just to get weird. it out to a lot of tech press, like you sneaky guys, isn't it? Clever? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, and then the really fishy thing Strange. is that a lot of the rhetoric around this cyber strategy is you need to secure your devices better and the hardware makers mm. um, and going to the cloud is a good yeah. strategy because legacy infrastructure is riddled with vulnerabilities. So essentially... Buy more buy stuff. More stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, to really. So, it was. It, it's yeah. I don't, I, I'm not saying that there's so, something fishy about it, but well, it does suggest there's something fishy. About it. It's a bit. It's a bit odd. <laughs> they that Microsoft. Must, they must and, be influenced to an extent by business. Yeah. yeah. I think that if someone should do an FOI about uh, who Hammond has had meetings with in the last month, do you know who should do that? <laughs> We should do that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah hopefully. journalism. Yeah, yeah. Should we do some journalism? Yeah, let's do um, Scott, talk to me about privacy. Yeah, so um, the the National Cybersecurity Centre has also been set up. Um, the, this was announced about a year ago, but it actually opened its doors last week. And its, its role is to better inform uh, the public and businesses on how to protect themselves against cyber threats. Um, so the head of this organization, actually the technical lead, not the head, um, we also spoke at the event and he said basically changing your password every month and not, uh, and telling people not to open dodgy attachments is a terrible, terrible way of informing the public about how to protect themselves. Mm. And he wants to change that. And he said, the way I want to do that is by more data driven, evidence based advice. Right. My concern is that where is this data coming from? Mm. Yeah, we, but from businesses with mm. an agenda, presumably. Yeah, but mm. also with the investigatory powers bill going through this yes. week, the government is basically signing um, off the ability to look at our yeah uh, web browsing, web browsing history years and hold it for a year and hold it for a year. Yeah. So they're going to have, in theory, access to all this data, and then they're going to be able to infer certain patterns of behaviour and and in in their words protect us against threats but actually also it just sounds like saying oh we're protecting ourselves against terrorists Mm. is a nice way of saying of like yeah, defending we're going to collect all your data, mm. all your data. and yeah. Theresa May led the way on that didn't she she, she did was that was her secretary. yeah yes. her and now she's prime minister oh great <laughs> um, <laughs> why haven't we not been doing this before then because um, it seems like quite basic stuff about you know like data driven mm. approaches to yeah. uh, security and I mean developing the skills yeah. that we need to defend yeah. ourselves you know a bit more about this than me Sharp because you know yeah. you've been the last you've been through was, the last yeah. one yeah well we kind of we kind of have been doing it I mean there, there were there were some campaigns um, that used the awful phrase cyber hygiene about mm. how oh. to kind of get people to I don't know as Scott said change their passwords more often do we need digital condoms um, yeah I know <laughs> like well I, I just don't <laughs> I like that possibly that's um, the name of the podcast don't, don't give them any ideas please <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, there has, there has been sort of work, um, GCHQ do quite a lot of sort of appeals to try and get new talent in. 
Yeah, and if I'm going to um, stop being quite so cynical, I think pledging 1.9 billion towards cybersecurity mm. um, shows that they're taking this seriously. Yeah, and that, as should we all. Yeah, yeah, because like if they could do a cyber attack on some key infrastructure or something like that, that would yeah. be extremely disruptive. So at least they're taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, which which is the interesting one because this is in the same week that I think um, three hospitals have been sort of basically brought offline by a cyber attack which is a bit scary so there is yeah i think it's only going to become more of an issue so it's good that they are taking that seriously it's just a shame that they are also being a little bit on the intrusive side (laughs) should we say that's what they said about Big Brother, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit on the intrusive side. intrusive side. Always starts a little bit on the intrusive side. Oh, exactly. Uh, well, let's go around the room then. Um, the question is: Philip Hammond or Philip Shamond? Sham, Shamond. Oh no, yeah, no, I got it. I just <laughs> yeah. Felt like Sham. it gone a bit flat. Yeah, just keep saying it. <laughs> uh, uh, Charlotte G. Uh, Philip Shamond. Nice. Philip Shamond. Chris Martin. Philip Shamond. Scott said his without being introduced. Yeah. That was, that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how strongly he feels about Philip Shamond. <laughs> I'm glad you all feel, feel strongly about Philip Shamond. Uh, we're going to have a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about car insurance. <laughs> Welcome back. Charlotte G, Admiral Insurance has done something this week that isn't very admirable. <laughs> could, could you ensure that our listeners know what's going down? Yes. Uh, excellent punnage. Um, this week on Tuesday, the car insurance company Admiral sparked a bit of an uproar by saying that it was going to use social media to analyse car owners in order to price its insurance. And basically the idea was to look at Facebook um, accounts of first-time car owners and see if they can sift out personality traits associated with safe driving, which are, apparently, writing in short concrete sentences, <coughs> using that's, that's, lists. Is that good or bad? This is good. This is oh, good. This is good. Um, and arranging to meet friends at specific times and places, not just tonight. Um, do, you, do you want to know what's what's bad? Um, yes, and really anything that suggests the user is overconfident <laughs> using exclamation marks or terms like always or never or statements like I'm off to crash my car yeah, or, <laughs> I love driving dangerously yeah don't say F- that FYI type in this while yeah. driving yeah um, yeah exactly don't yeah but in the end um, Facebook put the kibosh on this pretty quickly because the next day they just basically said you're not you're not going to do that sorry Admiral um, and also it does contravene uh, there's a section in Facebook's rules which I dug out. Good. Um, I had a good read of their rules. It's actually really interesting. And it says that you um, can't use Facebook data to determine eligibility. So, yes. Well, for anything. Uh, well, it's not not for loans and not for insurance. Okay. I, I think it does go a bit broader than that. But basically, well, I mean, that does kind of make you wonder why Admiral had the idea and didn't spot that in the they first place. They didn't do their homework. No, yeah. Yeah. Why but, did Admiral not just have a chat with, with Facebook, Facebook about this? Is it all right if we do this? Yeah, no. we're, launch, we're launching okay, this well. major campaign on your platform. <laughs> yeah. is, are we allowed? <laughs> yeah, I mean... You, no, yeah. let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. it'll no, be no. fine. Let's just, let's just announce it. But uh, yes, uh, but the, it does raise, raise a lot of very interesting questions about insurance and tech and what's appropriate um i mean there's also a uh, health insurance company called vitality that are selling apple watches that will make your insurance cheaper if you exercise more yeah i've seen those um and i must confess mm. i liked the idea when i saw it even mm. though ethically i'm i think a million percent against yeah, it but, but i was like oh, i'll get cheaper insurance because yeah, i'm healthy yeah, yeah and at least that makes sense like at least that actually has like a material impact on your health and that mm. makes sense for your health insurance but exclamation marks and then i loved yeah. i loved when they were like 
Yeah, if there's pictures of you bungee jumping, you're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> less likely what? to be insurable because I mean, you're a risk taker. It's a bit of a tough one because oh. the it, it comes back to the kind of like algorithms on neutral debate because the chances are that that the way that they're judging language would be pretty discriminatory against mm. people that aren't using standard educated language. So it would it could end up yeah. being kind of a bit classist or racist or I don't know kind of it's quite an arbitrary way to judge judge people and is it appropriate like would they sift through your calendar or look at which films you look at well, they said everything except pictures didn't they yeah. yeah i mean they specifically said they wouldn't look at pictures which yeah. is an odd an odd sort of um mm. point at which to stop they're going oh that yeah. would be intrusive yeah but if everything up to else. that if there's loads of pictures of you downing cans of lager they're probably <laughs> and not going to show about to get in the window of a, of a camaro <laughs> yeah so Off I yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting uh debate it's not quite as interesting yeah. as the david's choice of car there <laughs> yeah i don't I know. really know any cars <laughs> my, my, my son is three and he's very into cars so oh, really? I, all i know is the ones he likes oh okay <laughs> what is a camaro is i have no idea it's a, a convertible chevrolet that sounds Ooh, amazing it's got yeah. taste you're a Brilliant. three-year-old child he has amazing taste <laughs> um so let, well let's go back a step you said that uh, facebook responded quickly mm. but it was a a day right Yes. Would you say that that is quick? Well, to me that seems quick, but maybe in our 24-hour... Well, in the Twitter bubble, yeah. the outrage ballooned, Yes, I would yes. say, within an hour. Yes. Probably less yeah. than the, the announcement. And then they sat on their hands for another 23 hours. Yeah. Were they... Because if it's against the rules, right? Then, then that's then, fairly then straightforward. it's open and shut and yeah. they just come and they say that's mm. not going to happen. Yeah. Were they just waiting to see how people reacted? Was Were they trying to take the temperature? Probably. Because we know that Facebook has this uh, MO of announcing yes. deplorable <laughs> new changes and then dialing them back once yeah. they see yes. quite how. At, at the end of the day, I think that Facebook's response makes loads of sense because like, Facebook as a social network is meant to be a safe space. And if you're um, now basically inciting people to write certain mm. things or to behave a certain way socially because it'll get their premiums down yeah. you're basically un- undermining the entirety yeah, of your of platform model. Yeah. and i saw a great yeah. twitter post that was like for all those young drivers using the admiral thing i've created a lovely new page for you to like and it was i enjoy driving my car at a safe uh, <laughs> at a safe <laughs> speed yeah like. <laughs> i mean i can see why facebook did it because um obviously if people become very aware that companies are judging them they will alter their behaviour. And obviously Facebook's business model, and this is why they create echo chambers, is that they want more interaction, more clicks. They want people to like what they see and, and to sort of express more opinions and say more. So th- what yeah. they don't want is to encourage people to moderate what they're doing. On well, yeah, social media, you're meant to be your like best version of yourself, aren't you? Yeah. Like, that's what you put across. Well, yeah, so you're already centering yourself you're already not putting down the things that yeah but if you're a teenager it's not very cool yeah act sensible yeah i think that it should be cool to be sensible yeah i mean my my facebook feed is is mainly uh like long reads and bbc for the tv channel yeah and loads of likes on lad bible yeah, I know. It's pretty. Just, it's pretty boring to begin with. I definitely would be. Would I? I think I'd pass it with flying colours. I just don't understand what, what, how this ever got to 
an idea that no, was I like, know. yeah, that's a good idea. Who an admiral? Yeah, who thought you know, this? You know, there's there's already loads of existing tech where mm. you have a thing fitted to your car, it tracks yeah. your driving, and then it goes, oh yeah, you're a good driver. Yeah. That's how you determine that's, whether someone's a good driver. Someone's or not. driving. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really, seems... Let's look at your driving. Yeah. That's what that's what Aviva do, and it's yes. really popular. And it's perfectly good technology. Yes. It does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you remember then, um, was it Ryanair, when they made the announcement that they were going to not let you use the toilet if yeah. you were on uh, economy or something? Is this just that? Is this just the thing is, I, I, think, I think it's Maybe. genuinely terrible PR for Admiral. Admiral. Yeah. Because people are talking about it, yes. But what it shows is that basically everyone thinks that insurance companies are like out of touch with young people. Yes. And what this shows is that they basically have just completely misunderstood. Yeah. They're like, oh, Facebook. Kids love Facebook. Let's get in yeah. on that. Yeah. They yeah. Like, let's ruin Facebook. Let's yeah, ruin let's Facebook. ruin Facebook. We haven't even spoken to Facebook because they probably think Facebook's yeah. like impossible to, to get in touch to. with. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just you can't really, just email. Yeah. Uh, it's just you know, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I do, you can't I, just email Mark. I think it. I think it's a little bit scary because I think the idea of insurance is kind of pooling risk. This kind of reduces that, and then you could end up with a situation where people are uninsurable, which is quite worrying. All I'm yeah. saying is, it's a bit like Gasca, <laughs> potentially. Well, you, you, all of you, I think, have separately said that you think that part of it is that it's inaccurate. That um, what people write um, uh, doesn't actually reflect on the way they drive. Yeah, which you know I have some sympathy with. If it was accurate, you know, if if it turned out that they have amazing mm. psychologists on board and that they found out that genuinely, statistically, it, scientifically, accurate. people that write lol are more likely to die in a crash, <laughs> then would you have a problem with it then? Yes, you yes. still have a problem with it, even Absolutely. if it was an accurate way of determining your. Yes suitability to be insured yes yeah i think it's inappropriate and i think it would be discriminatory but insurance is already discriminatory right yes but let's not make it even more so like let, <laughs> it's already you know, ridiculous it's all yeah i i, I don't know I, I really worry about um sort of some of that information that we wouldn't have uh in the i know that you can't really compare online and offline worlds but it, you wouldn't let them rifle through all of your your sort of your home and your diary and you talking to your friends or I don't know it just feels like it's just a bit of a bridge too far it's that annoying privacy argument where it's like well if you've got nothing to hide then why do you care yeah well this is the thing and we need to push back against that because it's I mean, ridiculous it's, it's really generally like I don't mind like for example Google knowing everything about me because it's genuinely useful when I get information back that I don't even have to search for, like, oh, your flight's delayed or, you know, mm. this package has been dispatched because it can see all that information in my email. Mm. But this is just, like, completely different. Mm. But what is the difference? And I'm, I'm very much the devil's advocate here, so I should say I don't necessarily agree with what I'm about to say. <laughs> but what is the difference between this and offline? Because at the moment they, they get all this information about your age and your mm. medical history and all the rest of it. Mm. I think that is intrusive too. Mm. Um, I would like it if they you know just based it on the absolute bare minimum but they don't they they gather as much information as they can and i don't and i don't personally see the outrage when it when it flips from offline to mm. on, to online um and i don't see why facebook is necessarily more of a safe space than the rest of our private lives i, I don't see mm. why facebook is a special circumstance i think that it just pushes the dial a bit further i mean a lot of that information you're kind of willingly saying you know you're giving your consent so this, when, this when... would be consent as well though wouldn't it well i don't you know can always, because... you can always choose to make your data private you can choose when you when you really like. when you're on facebook though i know they make it difficult to yeah. but you can i'm not sure how it would work specifically but they you can log in with 
or like or log in with the the Admiral mm. app or whatever, and then you can choose whether or not to let them access your data. Mm. It would still be an opt-in Mm. Service. I don't know. I I don't like it. Um, and yeah. but I I I'm just trying to make sense of the why why I don't like it. It read, just sort of feels a, wrong. Read a blog post by Paul Burnell, who is a uh, lecturer at the University of East Anglia. He wrote a very good blog post. Five reasons why this is a very bad idea and could be a slippery slope. I guess it's I guess it's just leading to a situation where insurance could end up being discriminatory in ways that it probably doesn't fully appreciate yeah so yeah i think that's that's part of the fear well um we should probably bring it to a close um we'll go around the room the question is i'm really proud of this one mm. admiral or badmiral <laughs> <laughs> charlotte g definitely badmiral scott carey badmiral chris martin of course badmiral and i'm actually going to weigh in and say badmiral as well bad bad badmiral <laughs> uh, very badmiral not admiral <laughs> not admirable <laughs> at all um and with that um thank you for listening to this edition of the uk tech weekly podcast feel free to get in touch and let us know your thoughts and opinions to shake us down for cash or if you're interested in advertising, you can tweet us on any of those topics using the handle at UK Tech Podcast, or you can email us on editor at idg.co.uk. We'll be back next week with more informed opinion <laughs> and illness on the hottest topics in tech. If that sounds like something you'd like, you could find us on Acast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and various other podcast sources. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, like us, and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.